All right, we're back with another episode on um, the Saxo Market Call podcast, and we're going to talk about equities today. Three? Uh, no, it's not three. It's actually four themes. So we're going to talk about Nvidia. We're going to talk a little bit more general about the economy and equities, and then have a little bit of a view on what's happening inside the equity market in terms of themes. And then finally, a little a little speak on batteries because that industry is increasingly getting more and more interesting. But if we dive right into NVIDIA, we, we talked about NVIDIA earnings on our podcast. Super important. It was the most anticipated earnings release, um, I think, this earnings season. And the numbers we got out, or we got from NVIDIA last night, were very impressive. So the market or sell-side analysts had expected 171% gain on the revenue. NVIDIA delivered 206% growth year on year. They delivered operating profits of 11 billion. The market or sell-side analysts were at 10 billion. And they guided for the current quarter we're in, which will end in January, at $20 billion of revenue plus minus 2%. And NVIDIA uh, delivered uh, a little bit above $18 uh, billion in the previous quarter. So, I mean, growth is slowing down on a quarter-by-quarter basis. That is natural. You cannot continue at these blistering growth rates. Um, and, you know... They blasted estimates, and they still sound pretty optimistic. They even, they even, they are a little bit more daring in their outlook. For the first time, they say they see data center revenue is most likely to continue growing throughout 2025. That is the longest guidance that they have provided. It's not a hard guidance; it's what I would call a soft guidance. But then, you know, why is the stock? Why was the stock down one percent in extended trading? Well, I think that's a, that's a good question, and I think part of it is that, you know the expectations that sell-side analysts have. I'm not necessarily saying that the market. I think the market was clearly having an expectation that was higher than that. And then NVIDIA spent some time talking about their China risk. And um, we talked about it in our preview as well. You know, there are two growing risks for NVIDIA. There is the Microsoft and you know Sam Altman uh, doing their own AI chips. I mean, Microsoft is very clear on that. They're going to roll it out, oh, those new AI chips out in um, next year. Tesla previously bought uh, NVIDIA chips for their uh, self-driving efforts. They have, they're doing their own chips. Apple is doing their own chips instead of buying them from Intel to their iPhones. So there is a risk that NVIDIA um, cannot keep all of its business. Uh, Microsoft can cut costs if they can design and get TSMC to produce their own chips. So that's the risk. And then the second risk, as we talked about, that there has been a lot of front-loading of demand. In China in particular, Tencent and other technology companies being um, afraid that U.S. export controls would limit their ability to have an inventory for, for training and expanding um, large language models in this generative AI push. So those risks are causing the uh, the NVIDIA shares to be um, quite neutral in its response function to to the earnings that we, we got last night. So, but, you know, longer term, as I also write in my equity note today, um, you know, a lot of the trends we see in, in, in the technology sector is still very much structurally in favor of NVIDIA. You know, the outlook in the long term or the long run is still very positive for NVIDIA. But I don't think we can still... I mean, I still think it's a considerable risk as a, as a shareholder of, uh, of NVIDIA that there, that there will be a glut on the other side, that there is this first excitement wave on, on generative AI and that, you know, there will be, you know, a decline uh, in the demand on the other side of that first wave before you settle on the longer-term structural demand curve. But let's see what happens to NVIDIA. And then 
the second topic uh, that we're going to discuss today is you know where is the economy where is the market going and you know Nvidia and well also you know Microsoft the whole saga about Sam Altman being ousted from OpenAI is he coming back and then he was hired by Microsoft and you know the revolt by all the employees uh, 500 out of 700 uh, Microsoft were willing to you know uh, give them all a job um it it oddly enough it led to a, a significant rally in technology stocks. We're getting closer to the forty six hundred level in the S and P five hundred, and the backdrop on the economy is that the economy is still expanding in the U S. But it's slowing down. In Europe, we are in a recession, so we have negative uh, really GDP growth, um, but stabilizing. And China is still wobbling to say the least, still finding its feet. You know, just come up, just come up this week with a. We'll have 50, 50 uh, company long list of real estate developers that can tap into special emergency uh, lending facilities, the PBOC basically instructing banks to extend more credit, etc. So China is struggling there. Um, forward earnings estimates in Europe are coming down, reflecting the, the weakness in the economy. And the S&P 500 estimates are flat since the, the Q3 Q3 earnings season started, and if you back out the um, the increase in earning estimates for technology, the technology sector, then the S&P 500 estimates, forward earnings estimates, are actually coming down while the equity market is rallying. So there's a little bit of a divergence there, um, but the the animal spirits and the technical backdrop in, in equities is still is quite strong. Um, so, but there will be a point where you need to fade this. So. Um, that's um, that's definitely something to to consider. If you look across our different theme baskets, um, the past week have been quite brutal to the green transformation. That's still struggling a lot, uh, to say the least. Both the green transformation and the energy storage baskets. You know, the high interest rates are not providing a, a benign backdrop for, uh, for for the green transformation. And talking about the green transformation, a potential catalyst is that. Uh, late this month in Dubai, there will be will start the COP28, um, which is a it's a huge uh, event. It will last um, almost two weeks, so well into to it into December. You know, a lot of talk and potential commitments on the climate change, etc. And you know, who knows? That could be a positive catalyst for uh, for some of the these green green transformation baskets that we have. And then luxury, it's also been quite weak, and um, I think that goes hand in hand with consumption slowing down. Um, and 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 China just basically not moving forward the economy or is not shifting gear at least, and and Europe being weak. Um, so luxury is also doing bad. And then, you know, on the on the positive side, we're seeing nuclear power. The nuclear power theme still doing very strong. Um, this squeeze or this pressure you see in the uranium spot market will continue with this um, with this uh, you know move to. You know, limit the the, uh, the the amount of refined uranium coming from r- Russian sources. It's putting pressure on the market to um, to source refined uranium for uh, nuclear power electricity production. Um, so there's still a lot of uh, of strong price movement there in in uranium, and that's lifting the entire nuclear power industry. And then you have more broadly commodities, one of those baskets that have been been up uh, over the past week. So so that's also a positive. But again, you know, commodities moving is that a Leading indicator that maybe the economy will begin to accelerate. Right now, it is slowing down in the U.S. Um, but I mean, as, again, China being the biggest marginal buyer of commodities, it's super important that we begin to get more positive vibes out of uh, out of China. And the fourth topic to talk about in today's podcast, because 
know, it's fairly quiet market set. Uh, so there's no reason to uh, to to uh, to talk too much about uh, things when um, when there's not so much to talk about. But I think this topic on batteries is quite interesting. So the FT was running an article the other day that Northvolt, which is a, a Swedish-based battery maker, which were co-founded by people from from Tesla, has has had made a pretty significant breakthrough in sodium batteries. And sodium batteries, um, they are you know they don't have the same energy density for the um, the volume that they they that they carry. Makes which makes them less use usable or useful for uh, electric vehicles, but they are super good for energy storage because sodium batteries uh, degrades less in, in in heat and low temperatures or during high and low temperatures, so it's a more stable battery, um, and you can produce them at a third of the cost of a lithium-ion battery. So Northvolt sounded very optimistic, and and energy storage is increasingly going to be a key key technology to balance the grid if you push more and more, as you push more and more renewable energy into the electric grid. So, um, and Northvolt is actually planning a listing, hopefully here in Europe, um, because, you know, we're used to all these listings in the US. It would be great for for a while, uh, for once, to have a European uh, listing. And um, so we, we will have that on the radar. And then Cattle, which is the world's largest battery manufacturing and the leading uh, electric vehicle battery manufacturers, a Chinese company, they were thinking about listing in Switzerland with a global uh, depository receipt at GDR, which is it called. Um, it doesn't seem like that is going according to plan. I think, you know, Chinese uh, regulators are very much against uh, against that. Um, so the latest is the cattle is now contemplating doing a secondary listing in Hong Kong. So uh, cattle has its primary listing on the Shenzhen Stock Exchange under the what is called the Chinext uh, Exchange, which is an exchange for companies with you know, um, a growth profile deemed to be important for the uh, for the Chinese economy, etc. It's very limited access from foreign investors. You you need to uh, abide by a certain criteria to be able to invest on the Chinex uh, sub exchange under the Shenzhen Stock Exchange, which is the, the equivalent of the Nasdaq in uh, the Nasdaq Exchange in China. So keep a watch on on the battery on the battery um, industry and cattle and Northwall. I think it's a it's an interesting story to track. But otherwise, it's a, we have this positive equity market rally uh, running. But keep in mind that these you know earnings estimates are coming down. The economy is showing signs of slowing down. Um, so that's really the news. And then tomorrow we'll have the initial jobless claims um, that will give us some guidance on the U.S. economy where it's going. Um, and then otherwise, it's just um, we're settling in for the December. It's, um, it is it's a little bit quiet. And as we go throughout or as we get closer to uh, to the holiday period, things will slow down in, in the financial markets. So and then typically, not that I'm, a, I'm not a huge fan of seasonality patterns because you know, it cannot be traded because it's the most easiest pattern to find in the entire world. So if there were easy seasonality patterns to, to trade, they will be arbitrage very quickly. But... You know, from time to time, uh, we have these year-end rallies, and um, right now it looks like uh, people out there are in a in a in a happy mood, and um, it's definitely and Nvidia's earnings week. That's an important point to to make here. Did not change sentiment a lot, unless we we um, we see a big change in in uh, in sentiment in today's trading. But uh, the last time I checked, the the stock was really uh, unchanged in the pre-market session. So, well, I think that. Um, 
that ends today's uh, podcast. So um, watch NVIDIA. Um, take note of those slowing earnings estimates, both of the S&P 500X technology, European estimates coming down, the economy not doing entirely great uh, any longer. And then watch the green transformation theme. Is there a rebound? Also luxury. Watch nuclear power and commodities. And then you know, read up a little bit on these batteries because I think 2024 will be the year of the battery. Thank you for listening.